Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Dome Heads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Oh, are you ready? If you are, <laughs> welcome, and even if you're not, welcome and thanks for reading this new issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. I'm Doug Payton with The Farm Report. And I'm safe sex ed columnist, mm. Karen Lindsay. You're going to be very useful this week. Thank you. We are hot off the presses hot. with this issue for season three, episode four, entitled The Kinship. Hot. And we do mean hot. Oh, man. H-O-T. <laughs> okay, just a reminder before we really get into this, and it's we're going to have to be getting into a lot of weird stuff here, aren't we? Yes. We are published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. And our handy-dandy Facebook page the Chester's Mill Gazette is uh, as a Facebook group, so just search for us out there. Uh, there is a uh, there's a link on our webpage on goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. You can find a link to the Facebook page, to our Twitter uh, accounts, to the official Chester's Mill Gazette Twitter account as well. And if you want to subscribe, or maybe not, <laughs> maybe if you want to subscribe to any of these or this one in particular uh, of the GSM podcasts, go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. iTunes. Yes. iTunes. iTunes. I like that. That's cute. Well, it's, you know, maybe it's. Maybe it'll help you remember it. I don't know. That's right. It seems. The writer for this episode, The Kinship, was Catherine Humphreys. Humphreys? Humphreys? Humphreys. Humphreys. I think it's Humphreys. Humphreys. More than one Humphrey. Yeah. And the director was Ed Ornelas. Ornelius. Ornelius. Well, there's no I there. I know. Oh, but I think that's who how you knows? pronounce it. These are and names. Kath- Catherine Humphreys, by the way, is an award-winning uh, writer uh, for Mad Men. Oh, okay. So, you, know. you know, I had a social studies teacher in high school. No, it wasn't even high school. It was, it was uh, middle school, junior high. And he said, you know, if somebody's name is spelled G-R-E-E-N and it's pronounced brown, that's how you pronounce it. That's it. Right. Names names are names. That's you right. Know, you, they, don't, they don't follow the old, uh, the same rules as everything else. I know. Oh, right. Ornelis, I don't know, but. Who knows? Yeah. I think it is Catherine Humphreys. Though. Okay. All right. Sally, uh, why don't you. <laughs> Sally. What? Oh, right. K-A-R-E-N. I see what you Sally. did there. Thank you. Why don't you give us some of the headlines? Wait a minute. Let's see if we can find what's going on here. You know, I I, I got to wonder, what's that sound? <laughs> did you hear that in the background? How many people even know what that is? Now, <laughs> it's so, from Daredevil, just so you guys no, know. No, 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 the, the, the typewriter thing. Oh, the typewriter? Who knows oh, the no typewriter thing? That. You know, it's, it's, like uh, yeah, certain people of a certain age do, you know, do know what that means and what that sounds like. But it's like, what? Yeah, I wonder how many of our many listeners. Yes, that. indeed. Something in the Smithsonian or something I saw one time. Yeah. It, except if you watch Parks and Rec, um, Ron Swanson found an old typewriter in the garbage bin. And took it out and typed every word he knew on it, <laughs> just to bother everyone. 
and it was very funny. Uh, they all went in and tried to throw it away. It was very heavy, and there was a, a piece of paper in it, and they read it, and they said, if you throw this away, I will come and beat you or something. <laughs> it was very, very funny. So I enjoyed it. They were like, what did he write? And they read it, and then they ran out of his office. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> Ron is awesome. So, All right, um, what do we got? What do we got? Ratings. 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 Um, this is TV by the numbers, and I, I found something interesting there as well this week, so I'll, I'll give this to you. Um, these are the adjusted numbers for this week. Uh, we won the night again, 10 p.m., CBS Under the Dome, 1.1 with a three share, 5.12 million. So we got, a, we got one point extra or point one more in the, uh, in the demo. Yeah. Right. Uh, Rookie Blue came in second with a point seven, uh, 4.24 million. So a little less on the margin. And Hannibal was a point four. With a one share and a one point three eight million. Now I've seen some people comment saying, "Why are they, you know, why are they canceling Hannibal?" Well, people it's aren't a good watching show, it. Though it really is a good show. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I love uh, his shows, uh, Brian Fuller, mm. and he has this three season curse. All of his series end in the third season, oh, wow. and it's just terrible. But. Um, I feel bad that Hannibal is getting canceled. It's it's a good show. I I don't like that it's up against Under the Dome right now, because uh, it's it's Cause not because we're, we're eating its lunch, so to speak. Yeah, and it's it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle now that it's ending, and people are just kind of shuffing it off. So was it on a di- a different night? Uh, or yeah, it, well, it was on the regular schedule. It wasn't on in the summer. Oh, you, oh, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. So it wasn't on against Under the Dome at all. Um, and this week I found the live plus three numbers, which I thought might be interesting. So what, you um, take the live numbers, you add three to them? I don't, what's, what's, what's <laughs> no, three? this is people that watch it over the next three days. Ah, on okay, all right. Uh, the broadcast ratings for the week ending <laughs> July 5th. Stop making me laugh. <laughs> uh, Under the Dome just happens to be in fourth place. And just... This is one of my hot buttons, as you guys know, is, you know, how things are changing in the ratings world. And um, Under the Dome, just so you know, it aired on the 2nd. Um, live, it got a 1.0. Live plus 3 got a 1.6. And its gain is 55%. So it gets half as much watched over the next three days. Half, half again as much, yeah. Right. and. You know, this is why I think the rating system is just inherently flawed. I mean, imagine how many people watch it over the next week until the next episode airs, you know, in order to catch up. And and then there's the whole binge-watching phenomenon that goes on. It's so, so hard to fi- find that out, too. You know, those numbers are just, um, you know, if somebody's watching it and somebody from somebody else's DVDs, I mean, you really can't. Right. Well, th- and, and DVDs, I guess, really doesn't help because well, ratings. Sales. Yeah, well, it's sales, but it, you're looking the, you're looking to find out how much you're going to charge advertisers. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they make money on the DVD sales, though. So. Yeah. And then with DVRs, you can skip the commercials. There you are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they still watch it. And you still have to like speed through, so you are actually seeing what's there. I mean, they kind of count that you see 
a little bit of the commercial as you go through it. You have to sit there. Yeah, so. I got a little jump ahead button. It goes ahead 20, 30 seconds or so. so yeah. Right. But you still see it. You still see images, yeah. Right. I mean, if Toyota flashes on the screen, you see Toyota. Yeah. Or See that girl from the AT&T store, you know it's AT&T. You know? Right. Or Flow or whatever. Or Flow, yeah. Yeah. So they kind of count that as like having a flash of the commercial. If you know what the commercial is, you recognize the product. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that's interesting. I thought I'd include that, and that's our little plug for today. So. All righty. Well, we have another bit of news here, and this is something that uh, Karen had kind of labeled <laughs> near Miss Barbie, as we uh, yes. put it in the uh, on, on the GSM or on the Chester's Mill Gazette Facebook page. Near Miss Barbie of the week. Oh, man. Comes with his own smoke-filled cocoon. Here's the deal. <laughs> Uh, this, is what, this is how Mike Vogel, who plays Dale Barbara, said, uh, described. He said, we were pumping dry ice, and he's talking about being in those cocoons. Remember, those cocoons kind of smoky, so they're pumping dry ice into it to give the little spooky, you know, uh, a smoke-filled kind of thing, the effect there. And he said, one second I was breathing, and another second I had no oxygen left. I had to punch my way out, and I ruined my cocoon in the process. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's near Miss Barbie. Yeah. And the uh, the uh, article went on to say it's a story that Vogel, who plays the very popular Barbie on the summer CBS drama, tells fairly lightly, but safety is generally paramount on TV and movie sets. So for the loss of oxygen within a prop to occur is pretty serious. Luckily, Vogel ended up being totally fine and can joke about the near-death experience now, as can producer Tim Schlafman, who kidded about how the team almost broke the cardinal rule of TV production, not killing the lead actors on set. Yeah, let's not do that. Please. Not a good idea. Yeah. I remember a little show called Voyagers. Do you remember the show? Voyagers? Yeah. Don't think I remember that one. Hold on. Let me look it up. Um, did somebody yes. almost die there? Someone did die. Oh. Um, Voyagers. Uh, John Eric Hexham. It was a show about time travel. Um, and he was playing around with a gun. A prop gun. And he killed himself. Oh, wow. On the show. So, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, not, not, some, not exactly a prop, apparently. Well, it was. It was, you know, the same... It had a, a blank in it, but it still ha It requires... Um, a charge, yeah. charge to go off. And, uh, you know, he uh, he hurt himself. A little too charge. close, huh? All right. It's not good. So it can't happen. It can happen, and he was the lead on the show, and I had such a crush on him. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a blank cartridge, but ouch. Well, we have a correction. Now, you know, newspapers, when they make a mistake, they often issue a correction, and we do this right at the top of the show here, okay, right before we even do the discussion, because last episode... <laughs> Gotta rip that paper, Rip right? that out, yes. Last episode for the Barbie of the Week, Justina said this. This is what she, this is how she submitted it. She said she was uh, talking about brainwashed Barbie, complete with cosmically connected girlfriend, baby accessory available later this fall. I liked that little last, uh, that accessory available later this fall. That's good. <laughs> but she wrote cosmically connected girlfriend, right? That we're talking about Christine. For some reason, I read it as cosmetically connected. <laughs> Like she's, Whoops. maybe she's a Mary Kay salesperson or something. 
<laughs> you know, who knows? Oh, no, no, no. Do you see that funny little way that her arm looks and that when she's touching the egg? That you know she's Mary Kay. Or maybe it's Avon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just wanted to apologize to Justina for really screwing that up. <laughs> so there you are. So there's our it little does, bit of correction. It does make it a little different. It does. It makes a whole lot of difference in the in the uh, the sound of the uh, the Barbie of the week. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't you know co- cosmetically connected, right? To she really got that just just the right shade of lipstick. I don't know. Okay, let's move on here because these you know we, we're gonna get this right this time. Okay. All <laughs> right. Let's get the the episode discussion on the front page. With our headline, Jumpin' Jim and Julia attack Acteon while cougars cover Chester's Mill. Wow. There was a lot going on here. And by a lot, I mean quite a bit. Yes, a lot. A very lot. And neither of us really were endeared with this episode. I seem to be manic here. I was doing, you know, nine and a halves and and stuff early on. Today I gave it six load-bearing beams. Uh, there was, a, you know, a little more movement in what's going on here. Not uh, a lot, but a little. Not yeah. a lot, but a little. And uh, so I, I, I was, I was not. Again, I am, I am the myth arc uh, right. enthusiast here. Yeah, me too. And there was not a whole lot of that going on here. We're still kind of m- moving the pieces into position, and so you know, those kinds of things need to happen. You can't have bam, bam, bam uh, uh, episodes every week. Uh, so this was kind of the the lull. Filler. Fill, well, yeah, I, I don't like to call these filler because you can, if if all of a sudden things were happening so very quickly, you'd wonder, how did we get from A to B, you know? Sure. We, we, need, we actually we need to go A to B, C, D, E, and then we make it to F. And so some of the moving into there makes doesn't isn't necessarily really big drama, really big action, really big movement of the myth arc, but it needs to be there. Otherwise, it's just like... Things just happen so fast. It's like, what's my motivation here? You know, right. So, anyway, right. so we're giving people motivation. What's your what was your, what was your thoughts on this? Well, I gave it seven porny makeout scenes. Um, oh, I think wow. there were more than seven. Lost <laughs> uh, awesome count. Yeah, I liked it a little better. Not much better. Um, I do think this is a kind of meh episode. It was. Like you said, it's not a big myth arc episode, and it's also not a big character movement episode. Um, there wasn't a lot of motivation behind this. The only saving grace really was getting to see a lot of Christine's um, machinations behind the scenes. And then, of course, the end where she reveals what she really looks like in the thing. Yeah, that was weird. We'll talk about that. Um but, you know, we see what's going on with her and we kind of get a few little answers and we see that um, there are ways that people are breaking free from her sway. So that was kind of my saving score. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it was just kind of a, oh, all right, you know, that sort of thing. It wasn't it wasn't a big sweeping uh, arc thing. No, so. already. Well, let's get into this then. Let's do. Let's do this. You know, we start out with Jim doing the narration this time, not Barbie. Yeah, I guess they're going to rotate. It could happen. Well, it, what uh, what Barbie was saying was 
you know, it was, was kind of referring each time the first three episodes about the alternate reality and things like that. And that's kind of that's kind of in the past now. Mm-hmm. So Jim, you know, is talking about confronting your own personal demons, which uh, that that fellow has a legion of them, shall we say. Yes. And uh, and so he he it, it made perfect sense for him to be doing that. Right. But he's back on Bird Island and he's again reviewing that that portion of the video that, you know, I thought was uh, rather important, apparently. So does he. And yeah. uh, it, 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 some some folks had said I had heard. Well, it looked like it was her. Uh, the skeleton of her arm, you know, you know, coming through, shining through, or something like that. And it's like, nah, I think it's, I think it's different than that. And so did uh, Jim seem to think, uh, you know, what is she? He didn't ask who she is. Right. He asked what she is. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely before we saw the end of the episode, I definitely got that feeling that it was a what, you know, that he saw something different, and. I, I heard a lot of comments about that as well from different people. So clearly, uh, yeah, well, I thought, you know, when I first looked at it, when I first saw it, you know, it was flashing by and think, wait a minute, did that look normal? It didn't look normal right. to me. It so, did not yeah, look normal. Yeah. So upon rewatch and, you know, even Big Jim rewatching it, yeah, you know, I guess he got, uh, you know, a copy of last week's episode and kind of replayed it there. And I think it's odd, you know, we mentioned this last week as well, but <laughs> it's all over the place. Every person, podcast, every discussion I see, it's like, who would have thought that Big Jim is the voice of reason? Indeed, yes. In this season. So, it's just, it's, I chuckle to myself every time I see that, you know, Big Jim is the one that kind of, even to Julia in this episode, it's just, it blows my mind. (laughs) Well, he spies on... His son across the way there, across the mm-hmm. uh, the lake, and he sees Christine, you know, basically throwing herself at him. I, I was trying to figure out, and you know, just kind of ties in. <laughs> Sorry, look out! You might hear that again. Take a wow, wow. Um, I mean, she's throwing herself at him, like you know, there's something special. You know, Junior was not inside the the cocoon from the beginning, not part of the alternate reality from the beginning. Right. So I'm trying to figure out why she has targeted him specifically. I think maybe she has to do something to transfer whatever pheromones or whatever on him. Or she has to pull his energy or something. But something, that was... Something cosmetic. I, I mean cosmic. <laughs> that was definitely blatant. Oh, I'm all sweaty. I need to change. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you have a pizza delivery for me? (laughs) That was just, oh, golly. I'm sorry. Yeah, and Jim was like, big Jim. Yes. Uh, You could see he was like, dude, get a clue. Can't you see what she's doing? Yeah, really. He he could tell it from all the way over there in Bird Island. Well, but he's an adult. Yes, yes. And that may be why she has chosen him. Because he is so manipulatable, shall we say. clueless. Yep. At least in that, I don't think he understood what she was doing. He was just listening to her and nodding and, okay, yeah, I'll do what you say. (laughs) Well, see, it just occurred to me, Junior has been turned into someone who, you know, first he was manipulated by his dad, Uh by Big Jim. Uh And now that he has moved on, 
I wonder if that's he still has that need to be told what to do. He says he wants to be his own man because he's tired of, you know, listening to one voice. Mm. But without that external voice telling him what to do, he really has no idea. And maybe that is why Christine sees in him uh, a weak a weak point here. You know, this is yeah. the, here's a here's a kid I can I can get to do whatever I want to do. Sure. Eh, he's used it. to being led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much yeah. as he says he doesn't want to. Good call. Psychological thing. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm no, certainly not the call. therapist. She can probably sense that in him. And then Jim gets taken down by, you know, the men in black. And immediately I'm thinking Acteon. And as it turns out later, yep, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. They did actually make it through. Because we heard a little bit about, I think, um, we still don't know the character's name. But Eric LaSalle, uh, his right. character, maybe he's the head of Acteon. Maybe he's, you know, vice president know of name, Subterfuge. I I don't think we ever got his name. We've only seen him once in that first episode, and I don't think they gave his name. Okay. But he may, I mean, may be credited, uh, but I, I haven't looked that up. But, yeah, he talked about, you know, once once uh, Don Barber goes through, then, you know, send the uh, send the boys through. And uh, they have showed up in, with a vengeance. They got, they got all sorts of, uh, you know, they got a whole little uh, lab going uh, set up there and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, with... With a jail, apparently. Yes. Well, there you are. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so so that's, um, and we're, I guess we're getting a little ahead, but I think maybe, yeah, let's, let's just stick with the, the gym story for the moment here. Uh, they do test him for something, exposure to the egg or, you know, something, maybe some radiation or something. It can't be radiation because the only thing they got, and I've seen this before in some uh, TV shows, but the only thing... Standing between you and potentially a deadly virus or a deadly radiation are a couple of sheets of plastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that really, you know, save you that much, you know? I, I, I mean, a guy goes in with a hazmat suit to, to get the shot to Jim, and the other guy's out there, you know, whatever, and it's just a little drape of plastic. Is that is that really like, you know, uh, kryptonite to all these bad things? Yeah. Or is it just so you can see through it because it's a better camera shot? I don't know. I'm sure that's what it is. By the way, his name is Hector Martin. Hector Martin. Yeah, I don't think we heard that, but that's okay. Now we know. With a K. Hector. Hector. Martin. All righty. And it is just a credit on the CBS site, just so you know. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds good. Now we know. Sorry about that. Now you know. So I can stop calling him Eric. Yes. He's Hector. He's Hector. Hector. Okay. So, so I mean, and, and then Malik shows up in there. Yep. Good old Malik from last season. And, you know, I'm glad they did, you know, they have the whole, you know, previously on Under the Dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, Where they showed him. But, they, yeah, yeah. So, it's just like, previously on Under the Dome is basically, and here's what we're going to be referring to in this episode. Thank you. Yeah. Remember all those characters back then? Spoiler. This guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be in the episode. Yeah, where Big Jim gives him the note through the through the glass of the dome. Deal with me. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I can get you the egg essentially. And that's where Malik goes. And you know, I had a soft spot for Malik last season, but no, he's he's not a good guy. Or he wasn't. Oh. Oh. Obituary. Oh, yes. You know, folks, we usually put an obituary at the end of the episode, and uh, we had forgotten about that. That's right, because Big Jim really does take care of Mr. Man. Now, I'm, I was surprised because 
unless um, Jim really got the drop on him, I would have thought that Malik would have been a little more careful or a little more difficult to take down. Yeah, well, I mean, he just... <laughs> he doesn't really... I mean, his own guys take Malik out. Oh, that's true. That's Well, I mean, ultimately, yes. But, I mean, at least Big but, Jim yeah, got the he, drop on him. He gets the drop on him, and then he, you know, Malik turns it around, and then he says, well, you need me. <laughs> you won't shoot your own guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we will. Oh, actually. yeah. We want that egg, man. Yeah. And then he gets away. Well, and, and, and Jim's kind of in a... In a uh, difficult spot because they want to know about the egg and uh, the only thing he can tell them about the egg is he busted it up. Right. Right. And he doesn't know where it is. Uh, I, I guess wouldn't pieces be still down in the uh, cave unless uh, Christine picked them up? I but... think Christine has them all. Oh, okay. Because she's messing around with them. I don't know. Uh, they haven't really shown us. I mean, we know Christine has some of them at least. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, well, or she has some of something. I mean, she's had. Uh, I think it's the inside of the egg. Mm-hmm. But is it the one from Alaska? Yeah, or North Dakota, or something. Right, or wherever. Hmm. Well, later on in the episode, Julie actually decides she's bailing out, mm-hmm. and, um, and we'll get to the reasons for that a little later. But she comes, you know, comes across. Uh, Big Jim over there, and these two start becoming, talk about strange bedfellows, you know? These are the two people <laughs> that have been, you know, at each other's throats since pretty much the beginning. And now they are, you know, you know, desperate times, desperate measures, and all they're, they're allying. And uh, Yeah, but the magic word is Acteon. And when he says that word... She's all in, yeah. Yeah, she knows. Okay, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? I mean, isn't that the he, they're that, with Acteon? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So it's, I mean, this that's that is going to be its own separate uh, storyline. I think at this point, uh, with you know, you've got the the aliens over on the mainland, and now we have the uh, Barbie and Julia v not Barbie, Big Jim and Julia versus Acteon, and that's going to be. Uh, I think that's what the I think both both uh, pieces are going to add to the myth arc story, but. Uh, but on their own timeline, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they bonded. No. I mean, they, she yeah. just helped them get away, and they went their own separate ways. Yeah, it's it's more of a, it's more of an alliance of convenience. Right. You know, right. you were here. Help me get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't shoot me, shoot him. Mm-hmm. And, and she did. It's It's not like she killed him, but. You know, shoot him in the shoulder and help me get away. And and she did. She helped him get away. He went one way. She went the other. Um, and it looks like, for now at least, Actium doesn't know where either of them are. For now. For the moment. Alrighty. Well, that, as we leave Big Jim and Julia out on Bird Island fending for themselves. Unless they have surveillance, which they might. Yeah. Well, they did seem to have a camera, at least one camera, like outside the window um, uh, was it outside the window where Big Jim was tied to the chair? Right. Thought I saw something on a pole there. So they may have yeah. brought who knows. So they probably do. They've got a whole. They, they talk about the logistics of getting through there. Yeah. Through the red door. How did they wow. get all that stuff? Yeah, alive. There. So we 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 find Christine and well we find Eva trying to figure out where the camera is that Big Jim has stolen. They are not going to find that. 
and they're freaked, and that's and they I would guess they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least now it's uh, the viewers know that it's pretty much uh, out of the hand or not going to be seen by the general public anytime soon. Nope. No, nope. Big uh, Jim put it away, and he's not going to go back for it right now. No, I think what the uh, battery died, so there's no sense going for it yeah. now until he can. Uh, until he, it's, I guess he's stuck it in a place where he think nobody thought nobody's going to look for it. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that's a good thing. But the it, we have a tent city starting to uh, emerge out in the. I guess it's in front of the police station or the city hall, that sort of thing. And uh, everybody just thought, well, we we should be camping out in the middle of town. And uh, wow. Well, that's, you know, that's where the full moon is. <laughs> well, that's right. That This is the whole crowd. They all showed up and they all just had this feeling that we should create a tent city. Thank you. Yeah, I don't get it. But but Joe, and I'd like to know what the difference is here. Joe, Why is, Joe is. Yeah, resistant. Joe's resistant. He's He's not really... He's not really into the whole thing. And why does he not really feel like a year has passed, even though he was in the cocoons? Yeah. You know, they mentioned that. Why does he feel like it's only been a day? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 very aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christine is aware of the fact that he's, you know, not ready to... Um, maybe it has to do with the uh, the issue of being ready to move on from the death of his sister. Maybe. Uh, you know, the death of Angie may be grounding him. Mm, could be. Uh, it could be. But he's, he's, he's absolutely resistant to that. He's, he did help out a little bit. We saw, I think, it, yeah, it was this week, where he was looking for solar panels. Right. After Christine talked to him mm-hmm. and convinced him to do it. Now, we, I th- I'm thinking we may find that she does something, touches them, or does something to them to make, to compel them. Hmm. in a temporary sense, maybe. Um, I didn't go back and dissect it, uh, but I'm thinking she touches them and and it compels them for at least a short-term amount. Mm -hmm. And that's what made Joe believe her. Um, But, you know, as soon as something came out that put some doubt in his mind, he turned right around and, and, you know, he shook it off. So if if you already have a seed of doubt, you can shake that off. So it's just a temporary thing. Um I I think it's whatever chemical was in the goop. Yeah, that she is also she also excretes it or something. Which is well, gross. it seemed like when she took Junior down to the end, she was, you know, looking like she was there to gather some more of that up. Right, maybe, yeah. Yeah, was, maybe she <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is evil goop yes indeedy gross and it was interesting that they again everybody does remember all staring at the moon yep uh, hunter and nori same thing they remember staring at the moon all night but they don't know why they did it and they don't know why they did it and they're not why tired do do it? yeah i know you know so you would think that you know that should raise a few alarms and, and it yeah. did with joe but everybody right. else is still you know I'm uh, I'm loving they, this. They actually said, "I wonder why we did it," but they don't really question it. You know, they just yeah. say, "I wonder why we did it," and then and there's no really eh, who cares, right? They just shrug it off. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is this is part of why this episode is not one of my favorites. It's just kind of a okay. 
explain. <laughs> well, if they <laughs> are if they are drugged into doing this, then maybe. No, uh, yeah, I I get that. They're not, you know, they're they're not going to necessarily question because it's this is something they they want. Nori want you know this the Nori two point that uh, that Joe referred to. She right. wants this. Uh, uh, she wants to quote unquote move on to right. you know Hunter and the sorority and the college life and all that stuff. And you know Joe, seeing all that, says, "Forget it. I just want to end it with you here because uh, you're not the same Nora. He's he is recognizing it very well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, he Joe Joe is definitely in a different place. Hunter, you know, I really liked Hunter last season. Mm. Not liking him so much. He is he is drinking the Kool Aid, big time. The goopy Kool Aid. Yeah, he's he's all in, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And to to give, it looks like I don't know if she was doing this for safety's sake or to give like uh, the people something to do, something to keep them uh, busy and motivated and whatnot. But she you know wants to tear down some of the walls in the uh, uh, the city hall there, especially Big Jim's office. And so getting Junior in there again, trying to get him to move on, um, to uh, to tear down some of the walls and start building, I guess, what, places for people to sleep, that sort of thing. I don't know. I'd prefer a tent. I don't know. Instead of, yeah. you know, a, 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 a building. A shoddily under, built house. Yes. Or, or yeah. you know, under construction uh, or um, under demolition uh, city hall. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, and. Do you think that that was a a lantern hang uh, that Junior remembers what he learned when he was in the cocoon? That they're trying to tell us that they've been given these abilities specifically. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he was using his construction knowledge from right. the Matrix or whatever. Do you they think call that's it. one? That's something that we're supposed to remember. I think so. I think that, that we're going to. I, the problem is we didn't see. A, we only had one episode. To, well, it was two hour episode, but um, to understand what it is they were they were learning in there. I guess they can use that now to just pull out. Oh, you remember in that in, the, in the Matrix, this. you had you learned this information and you right. learned this uh, skill, that sort of thing. Right. So yeah, it may be a place we can start pulling things out of, uh, and yeah. So pretend, potentially, they want to make sure that they've set that. Yeah, you know, like you said, a lantern hang. Look, we're doing this now. We're, we may do it again later, guys. Thank you. Right. It it really seemed like that to me. That you know, why would she mention that, writing wise, unless we were supposed to remember? Oh, well, they can remember things from when they were there, like skills, mm-hmm. like muscle memory, or. Whatever, you know, they, they actually gained the skills that they learned while they were in this fantasy world. So, interesting. And, and well, and it looks like Sam, you know, trying to get the support group moving here, again, yes. with Christine pushing him. Uh, same sort of thing. He had gained an experience with uh, Alcoholics Anonymous in the, in the prison, in the Matrix. And now he's using what he learned there. To create the support group here. Right. Which is still wrong, in my opinion. Why is that? That's just my opinion. I'm sorry. I don't think he, Sam, should be leading a support group. Just, it's just my opinion. A murderer. Mm -hmm. I just, it doesn't sit right with me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just me. Well, well, as far as that is concerned, as far as the 
support group is concerned, twice now we've talked about Abby DeWitt not uh, not wanting to be a part of it. This time she didn't want to, she didn't show up for it. Yeah, and uh, she still has regrets from the Matrix, from the cocoons. And do we again? This is at least the third time now that that what has happened in there in you know, during that year that that has affected them not not you know not just for good let's shall we shall we say uh, getting the construction skill uh, for Junior but creating this uh, creating this guilt for okay. for Abby uh, is that something was that intended you know and and you know she and Sam uh, hook up at the end there. Is was that intended? I think Christine intended that. Trying to get Abby to move on. Yeah, I think so. Setting that whole thing up, so Sam. I mean, she pointed Sam in her direction, essentially. Yeah. So, I think that she sent Sam over to him, and whether she uh, manufactured Abby wanting to kill herself. Um, I'm not sure about that, but she definitely set up the situation of Sam having to go and comfort her at the very least. Um, at least that's what I'm thinking. Okay. You know, why didn't she show up? Go, go check on her, you know, um, in uh, not in so many words, but, you know, she, I think she kind of made that happen. So, but it didn't seem, maybe that's for, for Abby's, um, uh... For Abby's purposes, not necessarily Sam's, because Sam's maybe that was Abby's move on, you know, uh, moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas Sam's move on moment would be forgiveness from Joe, who is still not ready to forgive him. And right. I think that if he had been affected by the goop as much as everyone else, then he probably would have. You know? Right? Yeah. But uh, right. and luckily for Joe, the whole Abby thing worked out so that he didn't show up to meet with Joe. And that just solidified the fact that Joe yes. wasn't going to buy into the Kool-Aid thing. I'm calling it Kool-Aid, you know, not drinking the Kool-Aid, not falling into place sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The Goop-Aid. Right, exactly. I wonder what flavor it is. It's <laughs> clear, you know, maybe it's, it's like that. cherry. It's like that clear Kool-Aid that they used to have. Ew. Yeah. Oh, no, it was good. Was it? Oh, and, and what flavor know, was it? I have no idea. A berry something. But you oh. know what was cool about it? Hmm. You know that we'd go to a I'm kind of, little sidetrack here, but we would go to a particular water park nearby us, who would only let you bring in drinks if it was water. Oh, and so you could drink Kool Aid. And they would never know. Okay. I, oh, cheater! Oh man, I, now now they're gonna now they're gonna you know put me in jail. Oh here. no! So now you know I've uh, I've snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, they're gonna come get you uh, now. Ask, I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sam. Please forgive me. No, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Joe, please forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> I like black cherry. It's my favorite. Okay, so where were we? I'm sorry. We were, um, we were oh, we were under the, the dome. Joe, yeah, that's the right. Joe missed Sam. So that's another nail in, in the coffin. Yes, yes. And that's that's I think I was trying to figure out now if you know Sam is supposed to go to Abby and does that instead of going to Joe. Now, is this just a screw-up on Christine's part? If she really is the puppet master here. Just timing, I think. Yeah, it could have been it. Yeah. You know, I, she, I Maybe she didn't set up the suicide attempt. 
maybe she just set up him going to see Abby and she didn't do the timing thing. Yeah, maybe she did not anticipate the suicide attempt. Right, right. So it took too long and he didn't end up going to see Joe. Sorry, Christine, too many variables here. Right. She's not all seeing, all knowing, you know. So I'm just guessing that's what the deal is, that she just can't move all the pieces all at the same time. And Joe is slipping through the cracks for her. Yes, yes. And that's probably good for the town. It is. Well, meanwhile, out in the, uh, out in the, uh, uh, in the the Uh, town hall, yes? Do you think that the fact that Melanie is no longer around is what's hurting her? Because Melanie was the thing that was helping her. You know, she was like her sidekick. Uh, and, and she had to take her out so that people wouldn't figure out what was going on because right. of the early release program. Right. You know, uh. she she needed Melanie to help, even though it was on two sides. But now that they're all together, she could have used Melanie, at, you know, to help her get things going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but now, you know, she can't be everywhere all at once just as one person. Yeah, yeah. When she was in she the matrix, have she, any when she was in the matrix, she'd go poof, 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 wherever she wanted. See, right. She seemed like she could be anywhere, right, at any moment. Yeah. And then she had Melanie for the other side, but now she can't be everywhere. She's not used to that. She doesn't have a sidekick or a helper. Um, she has Ava, who is definitely not a sidekick. I mean, she cannot use <laughs> Ava for any of that. So, I think she is at a disadvantage that she just can't do the same thing and she's she's not she can't grasp that juggling too many plates and a few of them yeah, are breaking i think so i think so and i think if melanie had been around um and had been willing because we saw that melanie was weakening at the end um she might have been better at this but again it's another nail in her coffin that she doesn't have help so anyway sorry about that no, that, no that's good that's good we we we, we like that analysis well, I hope so. Thank you very much. You can write a column on that. Yeah. <laughs> type to the type, 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 type. That's right. Let me see now. Can, can, can Christine can Christine handle well, you know all this uh, all the all the plates in there? See, I don't think she can uh, because she's not in the matrixy thing. She can't get into their mind. Good luck with that. She has to be a, a corporeal being thing. now. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, back at Ten City, we start a fire. That was nice. Yeah. A little barbecue, and all of a Whoops. sudden, bam. I thought, you know, some of those, uh, uh, I think tents these days are supposed to be at least flame retardant. Yes, I think so. But, but as flame they, retardant does not mean they will not catch on fire. Doesn't mean flame proof, that's true. Right. But it'll like melt or something. But this is almost like, you know. Oh, it, it went whoosh. A big canvas. And maybe it's can, the canvas thing. I don't know. But it, it really went up. Fit. Now, I thought. You know, would, were they really that forward thinking that they had at least two fire extinguishers out ready to go in case something caught fire? I, I you know. I, mm, it was pretty. That, that, that seemed to be. It was convenient. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that, that's, that's my nitpick of the week here. Welcome to the plot point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, even with that, that wasn't doing any good. And, uh, you know, Barbie had to save the day. Yeah. What a, what a guy. What a guy. You know. He is a guy. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> And and at the same time, we're talking about uh, using the town hall for housing. And that, and I was thinking, you know, it was like, it seemed like they were having trouble finding people to help. You know, here's mm-hmm. a guy, and, and Junior, we can use him because he learned about uh, carpentry in the in the uh, Matrix. 
But there certainly were plenty of carpenters available to build the gallows for Barbie right, last I season. Know. Oh, yeah, they were ready to lynch him. But <laughs> I guess it's just a matter of motivation. When it comes to housing, getting yes. a roof over people's heads, they're, they're not as interested. <laughs> and uh, the guy who is working with Junior is going to be back next week. Oh, okay. So we haven't seen the last of uh, our load-bearing guy. No, we have not. Oh, I found his name earlier, and I can't remember what it was. I will. It's uh, not, it's Pete, Peter Blackstone. There it is. Yes, thank you. Peter Blackstone. Okay. He shall be back next week. Well, it was interesting, too, because he, you know, he didn't want to take this one beam down. Junior, you know, ultimately did. I just hope the whole thing doesn't collapse on them. But it's then when Pete realizes that Christine is calling all the shots. I think he comes out and says that at, some, at one point. So maybe he's not, you know, nearly as enamored with, you know, he hasn't been changed. He's not Pete 2.0. He's alpha. He's an alpha male. Ah. See, and I think that's what the deal is. He's looking at Christine as I'm not going to follow her orders. So he he sees her for what she is, is someone who's trying to push them in a direction. And you said how how junior is not he's he's easily yes pushed needs somebody to follow right and so he doesn't see it quite as quite as cut and dried he wants to he's he 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 needs somebody to please right and christine is filling that role right and pete says don't need that buddy right so i think um that's just reinforcing your point i think that kind of proves your point all righty Thank you. You're welcome. At one point, Julia does do a little, while she's in the town hall, because that's also where not only Big Jim's office used to be, but where Christina's moved into. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's, uh, whose office she's in now, but she pulls out uh, Christine's uh, audio recorder that she's been doing all her, you know, Captain's Log, start eight two zero five six point yep. seven. And first of all, a little side note again here, folks. As you are hearing us, we are recording into a digital audio recorder the <laughs> exact right. same kind that Christine used. Exact oh my goodness. Yep. So uh, that I don't know what that says about us. But uh, yes, the Roland R05. Yep. We, I mean, we're sounding like a commercial here, but yeah, that's that uh, I was I was very interested to see that that was the exact same thing. It's the same one we use. Yep. And Christine has a great little, you know, uh, explanation for it. Hey, these are notes about my clients. You know, I'm a therapist, quote unquote. Thank you. She looked really desperate, though. If I had been yes. Julia, I would have just kept that because she looked really desperate to keep it. And I would have said, you know, this is my recorder. Mine. Yeah. You took it from me. So, you know, or, uh, I'll erase it, but it's my recorder. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, she did seem like she was grasping at straws there. But, uh, and, and you know, it's like, well, you know, Julia's a reporter. Shouldn't she just be, no, well, you can't just, you know, walk off with people's stuff as a reporter. That doesn't give you. It's her stuff, though. It's Julia's. Oh, is it Julia? What is Julia's She said recorder? it was hers. Oh, her recorder? Yes, that, that Christine stole it from her. Oh. She said, I was a reporter. This is my recorder. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. All right. That, she, I, I think she I missed had that. every right to walk away with it. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I would have perfect. just taken it and walked away. <laughs> Thank you. Bye now. 
I would have. The only reason she didn't is because of the patient confidentiality. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And but, I, I thought that was a uh, that was a good story. Sure, but it's not true. So <laughs> <laughs> seems a good but story. I, I would have just said, "Sorry, it's mine. You took it from me." It. It's sorry. <laughs> Possession is nine what, tenths, nine of, tenths the of the law. Gotcha. And I have it in my hand, and it's mine. And it's mine anyway. Right. I have the receipt. Right. And she also notices an ID badge, which Christine says is from uh, the school she taught at University of Zenith. Lies. Lies. Lies and falsehoods, as my husband's. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them. She's a lying liar of lies. And later on, we find that's really an Acteon ID badge. That's right. And And that is the, the doubt that Joe sees. When uh, she and Joe are out and Joe is trying to gather something for Christine and she points it out to Joe and says, this is an Acteon badge. And that's that little seed that gets planted that kind of jars Joe out of his stupor. Yes, yes, yes. Smacks him in the face and says, don't do that. Right. And he says, oh, what? Well, then I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. So, yeah, it's the Acteon thing is. I'm guessing Acteon is going to be the pivot um, that turns people. Uh, as long as people um, get that Acteon is the big bad, uh, once they figure out that Acteon is doing all this stuff behind the scenes, that's when they're going to start to get that things are hanky, right? Hinky. Don't you think that that seems to be? I the- think that yeah, I think that's what's going. Well, it's and it's really becoming that on both sides now, on the Bird Island side and on the mainland. Right. Um, I don't well, know. So how- far, that's the watchword. I yes. mean, every time that word gets said, someone flips a little bit in their head and gets a seed of doubt. Right. And I didn't know how much the general uh, population knew about Actium, but yeah, uh, th- those people who matter do know about it. Yeah. Right. So you know. Big Jim says it to Julia, and all of a sudden they click, and they know they're on the same side. Uh-huh. Julia says it to Joe, and it's click. He gets that he shouldn't be following Christine. Uh-huh. Um, Julia says it to um, Barbie, and there's a click. Now, it's not all the way a click, but you know he, he goes off to find out something. Um, again, you know, it's just a seed. It's not – it doesn't end up correct, but – he does go off to do something. Um, you know, so Acteon is sort of, you know, a, a what do you call it? Uh, kind of a trigger word. Right. A trigger word. That's a good thing. Um, now, I don't think it's something that's implanted in them. I just think it's going to be the thing, you know, once people find out about Acteon in this, it's definitely going to be the thing that people. Brings it back to reality. Right. Right. It's going to be the thing that, that people find out about and they go, oh, this is the bad guy. So, and it's also enforcing, reinforcing to us that they're the bad guy. <laughs> Although they don't, don't have to hit us over the head with it. <laughs> we already get it. But yeah, I think it's going to be that, you know, the, the logo is going to keep coming up and, the, you know, people are going to be finding out that they're not. You know, the Acteon people are there. They're doing hinky things. They're well, they've, not, they they've to be. been there. They've been there because what is Joe doing? He's he's going around and uh, scavenging solar panels that mm-hmm. all have the Acteon logo, logo on them. 
Right. So Acteon's been involved in Chester's Mill for quite some time. Right. And I'm guessing that's why Christine and, and Ava were there. They were part of that. Advanced group or something. Right. So, yeah, they were all there trying to discover something. And then, you know, they set up that camp and then Malik came over and they just took over the the building. Do, so, yeah. you, do you think that building was Christine's? The building that Acteon was in on Bird yeah. Island? Yeah. Christine uh, and Ava's? I no, I think they just I think they just uh, commandeered something that was there. Okay. They haven't I don't think they've um laid enough foundation for that. Uh it could it could be because you know, Bird Island is still kind of um I, the impression through. is I, yeah, the impression is it's kind of off you know, in the middle of this lake and not many people go to it. And so, you know, maybe uh, we get that impression, but I haven't seen anything necessarily to, uh, to suggest that that's what their, that was their base of operations prior to the dome coming down. Right. We'll see more. I'm sure about what's going on over there. Well, I, one thing I liked about this particular episode is the fact that they go strolling, that Barbie and Ava go strolling down the destroyed, um, farmland the corn fields and stuff like that and you know kind of call back to something from last season where they did uh i guess it was all the butterflies uh taking out all the crops there mm-hmm. so you know it's still you know uh it's still fresh in their in their mind it's good for it's 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 not necessarily needed to they didn't have to go and say previously on under the dome and then show all these you know, butterflies going. That's something that we do remember. There's like a whole episode just for that. Right. So they do, they do recall that. That was good. Um, trying to figure out, you know, a long-term plan, short-term plan as far as food goes. And then, you know, that's, it was interesting uh, that they have, uh, uh, they're, they're trying to keep that. Some people have said, oh my goodness, it's the same. I was reading some guy who tweeted, he says, wait, I haven't seen Under the Dome since last year. I go on, people are trying to figure out what they're going to do for food. Uh, well, no, but it's a little different. I mean, everybody's got to, you always got to figure out what you're going to do for food. Right. Um, that's and just going to be. Are you sensing that the silo stuff is important? I think it was just a um, a, a way to, you know, they can only get so much food from Andrea Grinnell's place. Right. So they needed, you know, they really did need to at least, you know, these questions are going to come up. And that's the kind of what I said in the uh I thought about in the first season even, why all this stuff? Why not get to the story? Why not get this? Well, because people are going to ask, well, wait a minute, weren't there riots? What about oh, shortages? Right. You know, so they had to answer, answer that question. Where's this food coming from? Well, how are these people surviving? Right. So I figured, yeah, it's something we just had to get done. And filler, yeah, but it's, it makes a better story, you know? Right. If, if they just, if they just uh, live on and you know, nobody's ever seen eating any fo- actual food, you know, there's no known source of it. Well, you know, that doesn't make sense. Okay, well, now at least we have the fact that uh, uh, two things. Uh, one, there is a source of food. And number two, Barbie can't hang on to the end of a, end of a silo. Right. And Ava saves him. So that is... Um, cementing that, yeah. Cementing their bond, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's something... That that continues their story. Yeah, and, and it helps. And again, it's a character thing. We need to. We kind of need to bring these back together. Barbie is getting pulled in two directions. Ava's kind of reluctant. Julia's trying to hang on. We need some way to push him toward Ava. 
Right. And I think that, and, yeah. Uh, in this episode, Julia is confrontational, um, argumentative, not exactly the loving girlfriend. And Ava is the uh, clingy, do you remember what we had over the last quote unquote year, um, savior sort of girlfriend. Mm. So uh, he's definitely going to be pulled more towards Ava in this episode. And that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. That's what Christine wants. That's right. Well, it was right after this, and this is kind of answering a question we've had uh, for a few episodes now. We see Nori and Hunter, you know, talking in, uh, I guess it's, it was at the school or was it the city hall or something where they're getting food together. Right. I think it was near the city hall. Okay. And as they're talking, there's a guy whistling. Mm-hmm. The same, and it's, 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 in terms of, if it was just somebody whistling in the background, you, as far as sound goes, it would be toned down a little bit, but just enough so you can hear the guy, you know, whistling while he works. But this guy is like right there. He's on camera. He's sharing the screen, one third of it with uh, Nori and Hunter. And his whistling almost, not quite, but almost drowns out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is that lantern. Listen to this. Bam, 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 bam. Smack you on the head. Okay. Now, she's brilliant. Karen has come across a... Well, uh, not brilliant. Got an audio of this. Now, this is not that guy, because while that guy was doing that, you know, Hunter and Nori are talking. But Junior uh, was whistling it when he went to burn down a house. Burning down the house. Not not that song. (laughs) Yes, when when he and uh, his dad are talking and the house is burning in the background last week. So you'll hear it. So we're going to play it for you. This is the whistling. Now, at the beginning, you'll hear there's like kind of two phrases to it. And in the second phrase, there's a whole bunch of noise because it's a house going up. But you'll (laughs) still hear the uh, music. So here we go. Now, that really sounds like a, a sound effect of a house going up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's almost, or uh, could also double as the uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic World. <laughs> That's right. Dun, 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 something like that. So it's almost, it's not quite the Mockingjay tune. No, but uh, but so it, that, that's that's what had me thinking about that, and when and of course then when they started talking about uh, last week where Nori was getting a you know bow and arrow and talking about Katniss, and it's like oh come on, it's got to be that, but it isn't. It's 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 a kind of a uh, my wife originally when she heard it was thinking, isn't that like from Close Encounters? Nah, it's, I can understand that one, mm-hmm. but it's uh, just a tonal thing, and uh, the guy who was whistling it. Is actually credited in the episode. Oh, as Whistling Miller. Whistling Miller. <laughs> His name is Matthew Warzel. So, and he kudos does to Matthew Warzel. If let me tell you, if you have a network TV show and you need somebody to whistle, there's your man. Yep. Alrighty. So now we okay. We get that out of the way. We've got that figured out. We may be throwing that in here a few other times too. You know, and we yeah. just when we're walking around, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyway, <laughs> there it is. And so, if you whistling that, we'll know you're an under the dome fan. Thank you. That's right. Um, I can't whistle very well. <laughs> it's it's an acquired thing. <laughs> I have to really, really focus it. Oh, think about it. Think about it. 
All right. (laughs) You practice that and we'll get to you next week. Okay. All righty. And you can, we can record you doing that. No. Without, without the, uh, the sound effect of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Let's not. I'm not that good. (laughs) Christine does pull Joe off to the side here. And it's interesting because Joe does acknowledge that he, he wants to be like these other people. He does say at one point he wants, he wants to be like them. It is kind of pulling him in, but he still understands, he still sees that there's something not quite right with Dorian Hutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Christine trying to make, uh, to make him do what, uh, what she wants, trying to get him to forgive Sam. Um, and, and, trying to manipulate him in the same way that she was uh, manipulating um junior you know kind of make it a, you know making him feel like i like you you know you could you just need to, oh there it is thank you oh man alive <laughs> gestures mills become cougar town it is this episode at least it's very porny man alive yeah so yeah, so she's got she she but I, I like the fact that we we see this tension in Joe back and forth. Where yeah. is he going and to And see she's touching him like on his shoulder and Yes, stuff. yes, yes. Alrighty, yeah. So I'm thinking that that's the way she's getting them to do things. Transferring some sort of pheromone or something to them. Alrighty. And and maybe she yeah, maybe she's running out of goop and had to go down and get some more. Yeah, maybe. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, well, it's we've we've been going through around, around, around here. We get, let me see here. We do have this very dramatic moment where Barbie and Julia are in the motel. Um, she earlier Julia has found out about the whole moon staring, you know, evening that everybody had. She didn't know about it before. Barbie did not tell her that. Yeah, Christine did. Yeah, so. Rude and rude. Yeah. And, th- and now in, in the motel, Julia is telling Barbie what she knows about Christine and Acteon. And now, like you said, there was a little something there. Normally, a, a reference to Acteon kind of clicks a, something going on, but it didn't really work for Barbie here. Mm-hmm. Not right at the beginning, at least. No, he he stops what he's doing, though. I mean, he he you can tell he's thinking about it. And then he tries to shrug it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think his excuse is, well, it looks the same, maybe, but he he doesn't really think that. He thinks it's an Acteon. Don't well, you think so? I mean... Yeah, but he, he didn't see... I mean, that's part of the reason why he got uh, all upset with her. Right. He's just not believing yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't want to believe it. Yeah, that, that and Ava. Right. You know, uh, the issue with Ava versus Julia and whatnot. He doesn't want to believe it yet. And I think it's because of how Julia is acting towards him versus how Ava is acting. And, you know, he doesn't want to believe it because Julia is not that girlfriend that he wants right now. Mm-hmm. Ava is being more the girlfriend that he wants. So, you know, he's leaning more towards her. They're, they bonded yes. over the moon last night. Mm-hmm ever so and over the cattle feed yeah exactly Gross. well this all makes uh barbie hot and bothered he punches a hole in the wall which brings us to and now the barbie of the week domestic disturbance barbie punches in the walls of his luxury condo and then sleeps with your neighbor who may also be pregnant this has been the barbie of the week 
Want to thank Corey for that one. That's the winner this week. Oh, man alive. Loved that one. Domestic Disturbance Barbie. But I love him. Don't take him away. (laughs) (laughs) And it's after that that Julia says, forget about this, and she heads off to Bird Island. So, yeah. The look on her face was, you know, she was absolutely shocked to see him, um, you know, lose it, really. Oh, man. That was a tense scene. That you know, I have to say that was really good acting on their part. Yes, I thought because I totally bought that. <laughs> that when he slammed her up against the wall, wow, she was, she did a great job. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, the, the look of shock. I've seen some of the uh, screen caps of that. It's like, what in the world? Yeah, and this brings us to a series of events, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> That it just seems odd to me that they all happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how much of this is Christine's, you know, manipulation here. So after this, Barbie leaves Julia and goes and comforts Ava and closes the door. Very discreet. You kind of know what's going to go on here. But that's it. Look out. So, okay, so there's that. Right. Well, the pregnancy uh, test. Oh, the, 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 they realize true. that they're not pregnant. She gets upset, and then the then the thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have that, and again, that's you know, it's, it's a very discreet thing. Well, then, um, then we see Sam and Abby, you know, um, getting comfortable over a drink of I don't know what she had vodka or right something, <laughs> and uh, and they start. You know, they're getting on there. <laughs> All right. And then Joe and Nori, now they get they get to, you know, they're talking. And um, and Joe is kind of really trying to get, you know, trying to get back Nori 1.0. You know, get, right. you know, get upset about this. Uh, she wants to know about his bad day. She tell, uh, He tells her about Sam not showing up. Um, and finally, uh, Nori has an outburst. You know, you wouldn't, you know, uh, you know, go with this before you. You know, this is something you wouldn't hand. You wouldn't. He stand. killed your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, and that. Now here's the question. The, okay, they get together again. Of course, you know, do we have a? Uh, yeah, one of those things. There, <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, I got lots of them things. Yeah. But this is not. And, you know, later on, we have, well, maybe we come back to this. Let me come back to this. Hold that thought. Okay. Joe and Nori. Then we find, you know, we wind up with Christine and Junior in the tunnels, and she's wiping goop all over him. Yeah. <laughs> Which some people might find very interesting, but. Well, I mean, that's what they were doing, though, right? Yes. The, yeah. But, um, but, uh, you know, so it's like, is, 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 so, so. <laughs> I'm trying to get this all together here. Christine and Joe, okay, our junior, that's that's Christine's doing clearly. Right. Uh Barbie and Jewel uh, Barbie and Ava. I think that was set up. That was set up. Sam and Abby set could up. likely have been set up, but the Joe and Nori thing is not, not. set up. No. Mm-hmm. But I think that was a flip side. Both of them coming out of this whole yes, okay. coming out of it and realizing they wanted to be together, and that because Christine was just the logical Christine would have preferred Nori and Hunter, right? 
But the fact that that that's all ha- those all those four connections, shall we say, are all happening at the same time. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm wondering if some sort of chemical thing yeah, is going. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I do think so. I do. Yeah, and yeah. she touched Joe earlier, so you know that. Still Christine did, yes. Thing, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, Christine. So there might have been some sort of lingering chemical thing. Ah, and Norhe has just come out of 2.0, you know. Right. And she was with Hunter earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. There could have been some. Well, uh, and they did. They, you know, they had a relationship before. Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is that Nori had kind of rebuffed Hunter. Cause right. Because he was trying to get some of that. and right. And she, she turned him down. Right. Because I think she was kind of, you know, realizing that. He wasn't in it for a relationship. I mean, he said, yes. I thought we were just having fun. And she wanted more than that. So Maybe, maybe that was Nor- old Nori coming back a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I think so. That she wanted more. So, yeah. And that, that was the first chink in the armor. And, uh, and then when she saw Joe, and Joe was um, already coming out. You know, from the talk he had with Julia and then Sam not showing up and then, you know, him kind of pouring out his day to to Nori and Nori clicking. Well, you know, Angie wasn't with them. Angie was from the past life thing. So to have something connect them back to that past life, maybe that pulls them out. Hmm. And, you know, that she gets mad yeah. and blam they're out so maybe she that's gets mad for him and maybe that's the key maybe Alrighty. but at the very least she's gonna get mad because you know what sam did is not right mm-hmm. so. and then we do see at the very very end there christine's i'm not it's not exactly a reflection but it almost looked like that it was supposed to be kind of like that but it, you know it looked a little bit uh, alieny, very alieny, very alien. If, if you were wondering about that arm uh, shot oh. before, look <laughs> out! It was this kind of alieny though, because <laughs> she was with the junior man. Oh man, yep. junior! He's he, so he's, much of that happening. Oh, alrighty, all of a sudden, just bam! Oh, man, alive! Don't know if it's good. Don't know if it's bad. We shall see. So. S- such a porny episode. There you are. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Alrighty, are we? Have you got anything else? I think that's it. You think I mean, I talked a bit. I, I thought it was good that they connected things to Acteon. I, I would like to see more about the timeline of Acteon. Yes. Uh, so I'm hoping that happens. And um, I am curious to know how deep Christine goes into their psyches. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll see that as well. And what she, yeah, what what is her plan to bring you know the uh, stragglers back into the fold here, into the kingdom? Right. Uh, how how effective is she in the real world versus how effective she was in the Matrix mm. world? So uh, I don't think she's nearly as effective. Let's hope not for the sake of the Chester's Mill denizens. Thank you. That's right. All righty. Well, it's time to take a go to the next section here of our paper. 
And we're going to mourn the death of uh, Malik. I don't know what his title was or if he's just a soldier, but he's certainly a torturer. We do know that. We know he's got a little bit of uh, skills in that area. Yeah, probably black ops. Mm, okay. So uh, we are, we might have been sorry to see him go under different circumstances, but having found out that he's uh, not the nicest of guys, uh, we're not so uh, not so upset about that. Yeah. And clearly, Actian doesn't care. Nope, not at all. Mm. Oh, and um, we didn't see a lot of uh, Frank Whalen in this as the Doctor. Oh he yes, no, was on screen and then off. And and I and when you when when I saw him, I was like, oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Him so from you know a million who he is. things. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, but he shall return. So he shall return. He's like Douglas MacArthur. <laughs> That's right. Alrighty. Although not quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little, just like Douglas MacArthur, except not. Okay, except not. Yeah, quite a bit wimpier. Okay, let's. Yeah, we've had all our say. We've had a lot to say, but now it's time for your say. We had. A lot of Barbies of the Week suggestions. I am loving how many Barbies of the Week we're getting. <laughs> loving it. And we we had one, one of Corey's a little earlier. We'll get to another one he had here. But I we, we Karen and I kind of agreed on a runner-up. Yes, and definitely. And this, this is from Barb. And hers was Anger Management Barbie. <laughs> Buy him and get 50% off Broken Companion Toy Support Group Sam, the slutty drunk. <laughs> love it, Barb. Love it. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, one that I had fun with was on Facebook. Wayne said, ladder climbing Barbie now includes nine attachments so he can safely climb any and all ladder types in Chester's Mill. Watch as he climbs a different ladder every week. Because I attached a picture of the little, um, the mountain climber from The Price is Right, where he goes, yodley, <laughs> only. And we had kind of, me and Troy and Wayne had a little fun discussion going about that game on The Price is Right. <laughs> and uh, Troy actually wrote out the yodelay he who thing. <laughs> and Wayne said, thanks. And I said, earworm. <laughs> uh, you people clearly have more time to watch game shows than I do. <laughs> That that was an old old memory. I I haven't seen no, Prices no. Right in forever. Old old memories when Bob Barker was doing it. Yes, it was. Oh, was that I, a Bob I Barker know one? The picture was from Drew Carey. Mm -hmm. It was just the first one I found. But but Bob Barker did it. Oh, and that's okay. where I remember it from. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wayne had. I'm sorry. Uh, Wayne had another one. He had a paternity suit. Barbie shouldn't trust pregnancy tests from the dollar store. <laughs> that's right. And I think uh, somebody uh, commented on there, whether it was him or somebody else, uh, do alien babies show up on human pregnancy tests? See? Who knows? Mm. She might have something growing inside of her. Yes. That would be weird, right? Yes, indeed. Well, Wayne uh, from uh, Under the Dome Radio and Troy. Troy gave us a couple as well. Troy from Under the Dome. Sir Troy and Sir Wayne. That's right. He Troy tweeted out while we were watching the episode. When Barbie, you know, sticks his hand through the wall, Troy tweets out immediately, whoa, wife beater Barbie, shirt not included. <laughs> the shirt, you know, the wife beater shirt. You know. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. And he had a little, uh, after having watched and digested the episode, he had high hurdler Barbie, able to leap tall flames in a single bound, gold medal not included. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I, I, I 
replied to him. I said, not included. The man earned it. Yeah, he sure did. He saved a kid for crying he out did. loud. He did. With a conveniently placed fire extinguisher. Yes. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> Good thing, too. Justina said, my Barbie of the Week idea is really similar uh, to Corey's. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Barbie. <laughs> Julia doll sold separately. Because the way he punched near Julia's head made me think of the old robot game in the 80s. You remember those Rock'em Sock'em robots? Yep. You're punching on your knock. Now, I got to tell you, Justina, I don't know how old you are. and I, But I'm going to say I'm probably older than you. And the Rock'em Sock'em Robots goes back to the 70s, girl. I tell you right now. Yeah, they do. Oh, I yeah. Maybe earlier than that. I ha- it could be late 60s. I had, yeah, I had a had I had one, too. Oh, yes. Way earlier than the 80s, 70s. <laughs> I think in the 70s. Yes, it is. Yeah, Rock'em Sock'em Barbie. There we are. And, and the head went bloop. Yes. And it made a big noise. You can knock his block off, but you can press it down again. Yep, exactly. Oh, I can I can hear the ad. Yeah, I can hear head. the ad, too. Oh, how sad is that? Okay. Yeah. And the other one from Corey was Slip and Slide Barbie with Kung Fu Grip. <laughs> Another use of that Kung Fu Grip, right? For those times that conveniently sharp farming equipment is convenient. I'm thinking maybe not available because you need that Kung Fu Grip. Yes. That's right. Now, Wayne also mentioned, he, he put a, again, you're missing all this if you are not on the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, look for Chester's Mill Gazette. Ask to join. You will be You'll be admitted. No problem. We admit everybody. I mean, we yes. admitted Wayne, right? So, That's, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Wayne, that just, that just you know, thank you. Wayne was at a local restaurant recently and he took a picture and he uploaded it to our um, Facebook group, our Facebook, yeah, group. And I keep page, group, group page, whatever. What? Same thing. It's so hard to understand. Anyway, he found there was a, it had a new drink at the restaurant or maybe he just noticed it because of, you know, under the dome. It's called the Coconut Barbie. Had coconut rum, watermelon pucker. What the heck is pucker? It's a, it's like a little stuff that you're supposed to drink like a shot and it's really sour. Oh, really sour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Strawberry puree, Sprite, and cherry hurricane. So, there you are. <laughs> coconut it, Barbie. It sounds really good. Now, now the thing is, I need to, we need to figure out how to use this in a, in a future episode. You know, maybe they, uh, something with food or something. Coconut Barbie. Mm. Comes with his own watermelon pucker. Thank you. Mm, and right, that. Yes. <laughs> and finally, Steve. This is a great. Steve Salyer. Steve my, Salyer. Uh, my co-host on the Orphan Black podcast. Oh, just, okay. He had a, Go ahead. You read that. This is, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he sent this to me. He said, I nominate Mike Vogel's daughter for Barbie of the Week. Mike tweeted that his daughter asked him why he was going to Comic-Con, and she said, you're not a superhero, you're a Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That is fantastic. And for that, I'm giving her a whistle. All righty, there we go. Very nice. That was great. So thanks, Steve. That was awesome. (laughs) Not a superhero, you're a Barbie. Maybe he's both superhero Barbie. Mm. Wow, see? There you are. That's nice. Okay, let's get to some letters to the editor. Here's the first one from Justina, who gave us a wonderful little uh, Barbie of the Week. She said, Hi, Karen and Doug. This is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. Things are really strange here. That's an understatement, Justina, i got to tell you. It sure is. (laughs) People are not quite acting like themselves. First, there is Junior. He is so happy to have gotten out from under Big Jim's thumb that he failed to notice that now Christine controls him. (laughs) Yeah. Swapped one thumb for another, yes. See, and she's on your wavelength, too. Absolutely. 
It seems to be in Junior's nature to be a follower. There you go. Good job. I think the goo Christine spread on Junior will make him more compliant. Maybe even connect them in some way so she always knows where Junior is. And anything is possible, Justina, that's for sure. This power is having a deep effect on Barbie, too. Barbie is stronger than Junior. Dale Barbara is not gullible. He is being influenced by the power that Christine is wielding on the town. But it seems at times he becomes more fully aware that an outside force is manipulating him. Mm-hmm. This causes great anger in Barbie, as we saw illustrated in the hotel room. Right. And in yeah, the hole see, in the wall. I think that was, that was, it was poking through, but he didn't want it to be. And so it manifested in anger, and then he went back to Ava to, to get rid of that anger. Mm. And she continues, we saw a glimpse of old Nori this episode. I wonder if this means Christine's powers waxes and wanes with the phases of the moon. Oh, mm. that's that. I like that. That is interesting. Or perhaps she has less power during the day and more at night. Well, at night, certainly things were happening. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Acteon wants the egg, but the egg is broken. I believe the power of the egg lives in Christine. So I suppose Acteon will want her, but she is putting an army of people under her spell. Acteon could be outnumbered. Did you see Christine's reflection in the purple stone? What was that? <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, oh, I hit the wrong thing. No, that was... There we go. What was that? No, that wasn't a joke. It was a serious thing. Okay, continuing on. Eva's... I'm sorry, Ava. I, I, I was listening last week. Was it Eva or it Ava? It's Ava. always Ava. Okay. Ava. Ava's pregnancy test was negative. Okay, fine. But maybe, just maybe, alien cocoon babies don't register on human pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. Justina, I got to tell you, I just read that line now. And actually, I did read this a little earlier. And I think that influenced my thought. Maybe that, you know, that really, that's what I said earlier. You came up with that. Just right. want to say, credit where credit is due here. Yep. I think she might be right. I think she's feeling that there's something going on. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah, that, that could very well be the case. And so she finally winds up by saying, and that is what's going on under the dome. Yeah. Lots of stuff. So, Justina, I have to say, please be careful. Because we know you're stuck there. You know, don't get pulled under the sway of Christine. No, 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 no. Keep no. out of sight. But I also want to say, in real life... Justina's a little under the weather right now, so I hope you get better. Get better. We need to keep keep getting these uh, these these filing reports from That's under right. the dome. So Thank feel you. better. And we have a letter to the editors from An Barb. Actual letter, you know, letter stock, you know, yeah, a whole bit here. <laughs> I love Barb so much. Um, confidential memorandum. Two, Chester's Mill Gazette chief editors, Karen and Doug, from political cartoon lampoonist Barb. Subject, the Gazette's future. Esteemed editors. I, I, I like the way you, you address that, Barb. Esteemed yes. editors. That's, I know, that's, that's very brilliant. nice. Yes. I have always faithfully, quote, unquote, embraced the assignments you have given me and have felt a deep love and, quote, unquote, kinship for the Gazette. I know our publisher ascribes to only the highest moral standards, but what I have recently witnessed in this town is simply not, quote, fit to print, unquote. Oh, my goodness. I think it's more like this. 
(laughs) (laughs) Therefore, please consider my proposal on how we can continue to report stories for the masses and turn a profit so that we can, quote, turn the electricity back on, unquote. (laughs) I've given this much thought. I've been on this assignment for about three weeks, but it feels like a year. (laughs) (laughs) The townspeople are craving an quote, alternate reality, unquote, to take their minds off their living conditions. They crave scandalous, scintillating stories. We need to give them the headlines that only a supermarket tabloid can provide. And believe me, they'll buy it. Oh, yeah. Here are my articles based on what has happened this week. Teenage sex is on the rise, but they are using condoms. Can we even print that word? We just Joe, did. Nori, and Hunter tell all. Ooh. Story number two. Scandalous support group leader Sam seduces AA member Abby in drunken orgy. He's falling off the wagon. Story number three. Barbie kills lover Julia's husband and true Julia drives him into the arms of his fantasy lover. <laughs> and story number four. Old Cougar Christine still on the prowl in 2015. (laughs) And my favorite, number five, James Jr. finds love in the arms of alien creepy lake chick Melanie, dead for 25 years, loses alien, turns to 56-year-old alien Cougar Christine for comfort and sex. (laughs) I suspect (laughs) two other stories are in the making. Shrew Julia finds love with Killer Big Jim, makes wild accusations about aliens in Chester's Mill. <laughs> That's coming. I can tell. I can, I can wait for that. And James Jr. claims to be pregnant with alien babies. <laughs> will it be a boy or a girl? How will we be able to tell? Or will it be something else? Barbie, you're awesome. <laughs> Give me the purple, uh, I mean green light, and get right on it. This is Barb signing out and pursuing a story about an alien baby exploding out of a mother's abdomen extent. Oh, that's from Extant, yes. Yeah. (laughs) The TV show Extant, which is another Golden Spiral Media podcast. Yes. Oh, man, Barb. Such great ideas for columns. Oh, man. Send them in. (laughs) We are certainly not, you know, hurting for storylines, some topics. No, no. That's great. Well... I'm sorry, I need brain bleach now for just <laughs> thinking about Julia finding love with Big Jim. <laughs> you just cannot unsee. Oh, man, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and it, that, that brought up another thing here where James was really, um, was really into Melanie, really uh, trying to, you know, um, trying to get in, getting good with her. Maybe maybe she was um, somebody between Big Jim and Christine, you know, somebody who he wanted to follow, somebody he wanted to impress, that sort of thing, and 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 kind of really throwing himself, you know, totally uh, to her. Yeah, she so, definitely. Yeah. She had a path that she followed, and she wasn't afraid to guide other people on her path. So, um, yeah, she could have manipulated him very easily. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have feedback, and it doesn't have to be quite this hilarious, it no, can be absolutely serious. What your thoughts are, what your predictions are, what the heck is going on? If you have an idea. Theories. Theories. Anything. Ideas. Barbies of the week. Here's a couple of ways to do this. Well, there's a few, quite a few. First of all, if you can get them to us by Sunday at 6, because we 
uh, currently are recording Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you can get them there at six by six or so, you've got plenty of time. The show's on Thursday night, right? Mm, so that's plenty of time. Yeah. Couple of ways. Number one, there is a phone number, 304-837-2278. Or you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. You can type something in there. You can use the speak pipe widget and record something right off your computer. It's cool. Or if you have your own little audio recording thing, you can record it and then upload it there. Pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook page is a big hub of activity, as you heard this evening. I'm really digging it. Yes. It's actually really helping uh, this. I wish we had it last uh, last season. Thanks for setting it up, Karen. No problem. So we're on Facebook.com slash groups slash Chester's Mill Gazette, or just the easiest thing is to search for Chester's Mill Gazette. You will find it. Trust me. Yes, you certainly will. You can't miss it. Uh, our, uh, the official Twitter account for the Chester's Mill Gazette is at Gazette GSM. Uh, but again, if you can search for Chester's Mill Gazette, you will find it there too. And then, of course, if you want to find out what all of the Golden Spiral Media podcasts are doing and releasing and when, you can become a fan of the Golden Spiral Media page on Facebook. How about that? Yep. Can you think of all any of other that. way? Carrier pigeon, except I don't think they know where my house is. Or you could whistle. Or you could whistle. You could do something, you know, and we'll, we'll be listening for that, you know. So, do you like how I set that up for you? Th- thank you. You're welcome. We work well <laughs> together here. Okay. All righty. That's all for this week. What about next week? What's the weather forecast? Well, next week, uh, it's called Alaska. And we knew that another egg landed in Alaska, so I'm guessing that has something to do with it. Well, it could be either that or when Junior needs uh, to do something else, he thinks about Christina and says, well, maybe Alaska. Oh. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. No, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I admit. I groaned, but still. Um, when Big Jim and Julia join forces to discredit Christine... They discover new information about the dome's capabilities on Under the Dome. Thursday, pl- July 16th. It can play Angry Birds. <laughs> With a slingshot. And there is a picture of Big Jim uh, behind a cage, in a cage again. Oh. Now, I don't know whether that was pulled from this last week, but it was in the synopsis for next week. So, uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, Alaska, Big Jim and Julia form a tentative alliance to search for proof that will discredit Christine, which leads them to new information about the Dome's capabilities. Meanwhile, when tensions run high in town and threaten Christine's leadership, she puts a plan in play that has deadly consequences on Under the Dome. Ooh, we might have some more obituaries next week, huh? I'm thinking we will. Thursday, July 16th at 10 p.m. Eastern on the CBS Television Network. July 16th, okay. And in the credits... Uh, we saw Frank Whalen, or I did, Frank Whalen and the guy who played the uh, load-bearing construction worker. Load-bearing so, man. Yeah, I can't remember his name. You you had it up top. Um, so it looks like they'll both be back. However, that is not 100%. Sometimes they just carry over the guest stars on the press site. So um, they will most likely both be back. Well, that's good. I want to see, see he and Junior you know, really get into it here. Uh, yeah, me too. Fisticuffs. That's right. <laughs> haven't seen enough fighting in Under the Dome. <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's all over the place. <laughs> Just less between Barbie and Julia. 
I can go with that. I can go yeah. with that. Yes, less of that. But it's it served its purpose this week. Push it her, did. push her away. It was get a around. Scene. Yeah, I mean, it, it had a purpose, but got around Bird Island. Yeah, exactly. All right, folks. Wow. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our discussion was more interesting to me than the episode was. <laughs> Does that make sense? I, I know. I, I can I can see that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we're reading more into this than was really there, but I'm hoping not. Yeah, me too. I hope that they're actually setting up some big things. And well, at the very least, they are setting up uh, wait, 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 waiting for a uh, an alien baby. I'm still waiting for the alien baby and the moon to uh, you know hatch I, or something. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The moon to hatch. Yeah, hey, yeah. the moon is round like an egg. Just like an egg. All right, folks. Well, we thank you for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. This all over the place issue of it. Thanks so much for hanging in there. I'm Doug, and I've I've got a sudden urge to camp out in my backyard. I don't know, just just because. You know, I get that urge sometimes to make a fort in my house. Yes, a lot of pillows or something. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm Karen, hoping that no one ends up pregnant. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.